Welcome back to Carving the Stone Podcast, where our positive news articles come to life. I'm your host, Naisha Stone, and I'm also the founder of Carving the Stone, your weekly source of positive news. I'm going to get right into it. I ain't going to do no marketing segment like I've been doing the last few episodes. So on this current episode, I'm really excited because we're talking about Zori's Crown, which is a new musical coming to Milwaukee. It's a musical adaption of Rapunzel, Rapunzel the fairy tale. I love Rapunzel, and I've always saw on Twitter recently, um, we've always, we're, we're, it's been conversations about what would it look like for a black girl to play Rapunzel especially with our hair so yes that's actually been a conversation that's been going on for uh, weeks few months and so I'm interested to bring on our next guest Sherry William Pinnell who is actually um the director of the of the musical so hey how you doing hello Naisha thank you so much for this invitation to join you on your podcast carved in stone I like that hey thank you thank you shout out to my best friend for naming us <laughs> so I, I want to hop right in to, uh, to talk about Zori's crown. So how do we even get to this point that we're uh, making an adaption of Rapunzel? Well, Cynthia Cobb, Parrish Collier, and I have worked together for many years in, in theater, professionally, and we've always commented, you know, we're still waiting to see that those musicals that show us in a positive light and 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 really deal with the issues that are important to us, but in a fun, comical, wonderful way, but but does not demean, does not put down, that really uplifts the, the community. And I had recently uh, directed uh, Into the Woods, and Cynthia was like, man, we need our own, we need a fairy tale, we need a, a fairy tale adapt adaptation that um, is for the whole family, and she says, you know, always, you know, Black women in the hair, you know, we got this, this thing about our hair, and these journeys we take, I said, Rapunzel, but what if it's adapted so that it is um, telling uh, our hair story and a journey about a, a young woman who's finding her way. So we wrote an outline and started writing together. And 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 I'll tell you, uh, Cynthia and Parrish, they'd be writing in the midnight hours. You know what I mean? They would get ideas and call each other and they're writing at two in the morning and all of this. And then I would join them. We started out twice a week writing online during summer. We did this during the summer and then uh, we continued uh, writing and they would generate and then I would come and 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 put my little two cents in. Then they said, you know what? Now we're going to write the, the, the music too. I said, okay. So we wrote our own lyrics and we wrote the music. And then as we've gotten closer, you know, to to, to actualizing it, we needed the talented Antoine Reynolds to take our music. And even though we had in our mind how we wanted it to go and we recorded it, you know, into, into our phones and transferred the files to him, then he arranged this music. And I'm telling you, it is, it's just wonderful. Now we're seeing it come to life and we have the singers and actors, the dancers to make it happen. That's I'm gonna right. comment on everything you just said, but I want to get some more spotlight. So Zori's <laughs> Crown shows from April 27th through the 29th, correct? And it will yeah. be at the Market Center Wilson Theater in Milwaukee. That's so April right. April 27th through the 29th, Zori's Crown, Market Center Wilson Theater in Milwaukee. So make sure y'all check it out. But going back to y'all creating your own music. Hold on. Let's wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so how do you? I always wanted to write songs. I do not know how to write to a beat. I love writing. That's what I'm trained in, like print journalism, that. 
how did you write to a beat? How did so were y'all just like kind of around, you know, you know, like kind of like rap rap sessions, like people just be like beatboxing to like a, a music. Like what 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 are y'all sessions look like, or what did they look like? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. We started with the lyrics first because we had written the the musical, and within the musical. We knew that we wanted songs, but we wanted to be very specific about what the songs had to say. And once we got the poetry down, you know, the lyrics for the songs, then each of us, we it, it, we took those those lyrics that we wrote and wrote our own melodies for them. And all of us have a musical theater background, so we're singers, you know, and, and in musical theater, sometimes you learn to play an instrument with it. So we have this musical background but we're not songwriters as such so this was uh, this was daunting you know the idea of of coming up with what we think is an original melody you know there's nothing really original everything <laughs> is, is inspired by something else so somebody's gonna listen mm, that sounds like row 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 your boat I don't know <laughs> but we just decided though that we would take these these melodies that came to us that seemed to fit the the lyrics and we we created this music, and then the genius of Antoine. Oh, and by the way, we even talk about oh, we want this to be a fugue here, or we want this to we want to have a, a big band sound. We knew the type of music. We want hip hop. We want jazz. We want blues. Y'all knew the vision. Y'all knew what y'all oh, yes. wanted. Y'all just, just needed to put it together. That's it. You needed to do it. And I tell you what, not being afraid. Because first, when you start, when you when you're looking at it, you say. And then the next, now that's not, that's not nothing that we've written, but I'm just saying that's when you start and you say, mm, that sounds good. That sounds like that would fit that phrase. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Now I'm just taking this melt, this word that from the, from the press release, we are so proud to support a, a theater icon. You see what I mean? Mm, 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 mm. So we had, with this melody started coming, these rhythms started coming. Then it's like, how do we fit these lyrics with it? Do they match? Do they complement each other? And that's how it was. And then we wanted to, like I said, even though everything is influenced by something else, but we wanted to give it just enough of our own personal flavor that it becomes an original for us and for this piece. You are amazing. I'm just over here like, I'm admiring <laughs> you. I'm just sitting over here like, oh my gosh, we are going, I got to set up a meeting with you in person, whether I got to come to your classes. So not only she is director, you are an assistant professor at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I went there and you're yes. the area head of the musical theater. What What is the area head? What, is, what does that mean? What I do is I, I supervise, I direct, really it's a directing, a directing of the theater program. But instead of saying a director, they say the area head. Okay. And so what I'm doing is I am recruiting students. I'm hopefully uh, retaining them because of the quality of program. I'm always adjusting the program. I'll give an example. Uh, we started out with these senior capstones, these opportunities for the senior students to show what they can do. Well, the program grew in the time that I've been there, and it's, it's not me, it's all of us working together, but from 23 students to 47 students. That's so awesome. now every class has anywhere from 10 to, to um, 13 students in it. So it's like, ooh, we can't have all these individual capstones. So it's coming up with a formula that's going to allow them to show, yeah, this is what I can do, how, how well I can do it. But you can't have your own thing. We got to share in this together now because the classes are larger. Or we need to raise money to not only recruit, but we retain people of the global majority, then that means we need some type of special scholarship, a really wonderful scholarship. And when our dear, bless his soul, brother Adolphus Ward, who was the first 
America, first black American from Milwaukee to perform at the Milwaukee Rep. I'm talking about Milwaukee and performing at the Milwaukee Rep. And he also taught at the uh, Peck School of the Arts. We said, well, what if we have a scholarship in his name and honor him? And we now have a student who's getting a four-year scholarship in Adolphus Ward's memory. And so we're going to continue raising money for students of the global majority to come and study at the university. It means changing the, the program so that it is more relevant. Now people are like, you know what, as an artist, how can I show my advocacy? Well, people have to be taught, you know, how to, to become that advocate as an, an artist. How do you voice uh, uh, stand and, and take a stand for those who don't have a voice? How do you express that as an artist? So that's the next phase. That's the next phase. And that's come out of this whole COVID thing. We've come out saying, hey, there are people who have been marginalized and lost. And now people are, as artists are losing their right to perform because people don't like this one or you're against that. I said, no, we're not going to silence voices. So that's the next phase. How do we teach advocacy as artists? I wish I had you as a teacher. I'm going to say here, um, I need you to be one of my mentors, not even on the business side, but professionally, I mean, personally, like there are so many key things. I'm just like listening to you and I'm like, oh, I just know. I just know like there's just so many things you can help me with. But and you inspire me. I don't have a podcast that I, I'm like, mm, how do I do this podcast? Mm. Oh, it's uh, when I say it's so <laughs> simple, like it's so simple. All you, um, I can, can actually, I can connect you with someone who will help you that has helped me. He is a black, um, mm -hmm. he is a black young man, Mwanje, um, who was actually a guest on here um, a few episodes ago. He, um, his whole business is helping specifically uh, black and brown people start podcasts to tell their own stories. So oh. I will connect y'all. So I got you. Oh, um, love it. Thank you, Naisha. <laughs> no, thank you. And you're the first person to sing on the podcast. And I've brought, I've brought artists actually on here before, but you're the first one to actually give us a little, a little performance. And I love it. Thank you so much for that. Cause I was very entertained. <laughs> um, but going back to Zori's crown, um, I'm just real interested. How do you, Without telling too much, like what this her hairstyles changed because you like you said, hair is a big part of us. Like I cut my hair off like my senior year of high school, so my hair was as low as yours. And I remember seeing uh, my old friend Raya cut hers off, and I was like, I could do it too. So I cut mine off, and you know, you go through all these journeys. So like, how did y'all? How do y'all tell that story? Well, first of all, we tell it by remembering what we went through, and even Parish, this this brother. Um, I would say who was a particular grade of hair who locked it, you know, locked it on down. I'm talking about for me, my own journey from being that little press and curl girl sitting in the kitchen, you know, with the, with the hat on <laughs> and the <laughs> of the curlers and all of that to um, cutting it off. When I went to, to, to college, we went to college at Spelman and my mother coming home and looking at me like that girl had lost her mind. What's going to happen to her, you know, to, um, to get jerry curls, you know, the whole thing to wearing locks for 16 years and then experiencing um, traction alopecia from the locks pulling because they were way down past my waist and I didn't really realize I needed to be trimming them along the way. So now dealing with, you know, all of this. So remembering our own stories and then taking our experiences and sharing them through Zuri. You know, the, the fascination, especially a long time ago, and maybe it's still happening because when I watch my Nollywood films, my sisters from Nigeria are wearing straight hair. 
That's blowing me away. Okay, I'm just like, we won't get it. That's no, don't another. do it. Don't do it. It's, we're not going okay. to <laughs> So, so it, it was, it, it was Zuri who has been isolated and has been, I'll say, taught to appreciate what grows out of her hair naturally. Finding out that there's another way to express beauty, but that it, it is not authentic for her. How is that? Mm. So she has to find her way back to her truth in her own beauty. How is that? That's, that's the thing. That's, that's deep. The, and, that's, and that's true. Because when I cut my hair off, I was following someone else. I saw them do it. And I'm like, I really like it. But then also I did it because I never was taught how to do my hair. So my mom, she used to do um, like four pigtails. And she like the four parts and then twist them. And so, um, and I think about like fourth, fifth grade, I'm like, mom's too old for this, stop doing my hair. So she stopped doing my hair, but then I didn't know how to do my hair at all. So it would be like, mostly like heat damage, not be, just because of just a flat iron. I never like had a perm or anything, but also when moisturizing it, I didn't know how often to wash or anything. So all the high school, I never realized it was long, but it was never, my curls were never how they are now. Then mm -hmm. I saw her cut her hair off, so I cut mine off. And I remember, like, cutting it to, like, my, my neck or my shoulders, and I cried so hard. But once mm -hmm. I did that, I was like, I could cut it all the way off. So then I cut it off. And I, be I remember begging my granny, like, my birthday about to come up. Please give me yeah. $50 so I'll go to Supercuts, and they can cut my hair. And they end up cutting, and I remember them cutting my hair, and everybody, like, oh, my God. And so I started uh, college with my hair short. And then it grew. And I never even realized that. And I like got to know my face. I like literally noticed things on my face. And I noticed I couldn't hide behind stuff anymore. Um, I could fit hats again though, but I couldn't hide behind anything anymore. And so it was like, do you really find yourself pretty? Um, who are you? And like all of this stuff. And like now with my hair growing back, and I'm like, I will cut it off again. I do not care. And so like it really, like you say, it really does teach a lot. So I'm really excited to come see the musical. Um, because it's personal to me. So how does it feel for you to create something that is representing you, me, and people you never even thought of? Well, I tell you, um, working with Parrish Collier, with Cynthia Cobb, the collaboration has made us, I'm just going to say, just so filled with joy because you know, Toni Morrison said, write the book you want to read. Well, we've written the musical we've always wanted to sing. So that's that's where we are. But we also it's this is for it's for any anyone can enjoy it because we all believe, no matter the ethnic group or the 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 uh, the nationality we all go through some type of hair journey all of us all of us and um, I'm even thinking about you know our brothers and sisters who experience cancer and lose all of it. And some of them lose all of it permanently, depending on the type of chemo they go through. So in this journey, we explore, we do, we explore all, all, all of it um, from the discovery to loss, to regaining, to it, it, it's, it, it is quite a journey and it's, a, it's, it's about a community. And by the way, it's a contemporary piece. It's Rapunzel, but it's set in right now. In fact, the way we, des we describe it, it's five blocks blocks south, two blocks, no, five blocks south, two blocks east, east, five blocks north, and two blocks west. So that what does that put you right back where you started? So it will start right where we are. And because throughout our life, we continue to journey in this way. 
I mean, uh, like I said, right now, I, I am dealing with, you know, the the lack thereof, some of those, you know, the, those strands, and also the fact that it's turning gray. And, you know, there's a big discussion today, you know, women, some embracing it. I'm not ready personally, but, uh, but you know, but we're all on, on this journey, even at different um, stages of, of our lives. And, and for the, I look at the, you know, the, the brothers too, they're having fun. They're locking, they're, they're twisting, they're, they're, they're braiding it. They're, they, they got the goatee braided, you know, they're just, they, they too are on a journey. So this really, it's, it's the type of story that, um, that anyone should be able to enjoy. And it's for the whole family. It's for the whole family. There's singing, there's dancing, there's fun acting. And I feel so thankful to have some of my former students. Uh, for for example, the uh, the Rocket Sister, we call them the Rocket Sisters. They're twins, but they went through UWM. They are Panthers, ooh, and ooh. they are they're stage managers, scenic designers, props designers, and they have designed and are stage managing this show. So it, it feels good, you know, to to have um, talent that you have. I'm not going to say I necessarily personally mentored them in their training as far as their design work but they certainly worked with me at the university on university productions so they had they in working with me and now they're working with me professionally they graduated and now they they're they're fulfilling their dreams of having this professional career so there's there's that there's wonder like i said antoine reynolds our our musical director um to have this this beautiful um, cast, uh, everybody living in Milwaukee, everybody in the cast, I always say this, everybody in the cast has a Milwaukee address. And that's a good thing to know that we have talent right here in our city. You know, I think about um, Kamara Stampley who went away and was trained at Howard University, who is our Zuri. And we, we say she's beautiful, Zuri. Zuri means beautiful, right? All these names are Kiswahili, Zuri, beautiful. Um, Brian Crawford is our Ukweli. Ukweli means the truth. All right. And um, Jamani Haynes, um, Erica Cherie, Sierra, Sierra, excuse me, Sierra Hart, DaCosta, Martin and Monique Alamin, uh, uh, excuse me, um, to have Brandy, pardon me, um, Brandy Reed. So we have this wonderful cast of people, many of them who got their start in Milwaukee Public Schools. And then they- Yes, MPS, and then went away to college, you know, um, and uh, or university, and got some wonderful training, and now they've come back to to Milwaukee to raise families and to enjoy the arts, active being part of the arts, and um, so this is it. It just feels it feels wonderful, and I can tell you, our lighting designer is uh, still a student. He's at um, Marquette University, Maz Ahmed. So. <laughs> He's getting great real life experience. Like he never going to forget that. Like, and it's amazing that you're providing these opportunities. So did you ever see, or did you, when you, you said art has always been a part of your life. Like you said that when you saw my brother's art on the wall, um, did you ever see you being at this point where it's kind of like full circle now, like you're teaching people, now they're working with you, you're creating this stuff. Like when you, when you was introduced to art, did you know it could go this far? I did not. Uh, as when I was was studying, uh, and I'm talking about as a child, MPS, I just had dreams of of performing and doing and and who knows where. 
but I had no idea. But I always say the creator knew <laughs> because at, when I came back home, all these opportunities just started opening. And and I believe that if if the if the door is open for you, you're supposed to reach back and bring some folks through the door with you. So I, I thank God for um, this this opportunity to to be in a position of decision making. And that's the other thing young people train in in directing being artistic director being production managers being technical directors those are the decision makers you know the producers and so if you want to be able to hire you know the the talent that you meet is one thing to be able to to recommend to someone who's in a position of power but when you're in that decision making position then you can you do the hiring you know you do the hiring and also learn how to write grants learn how to write those grants and, and also be a good collaborator. That doesn't, that means having your own opinion. Yes. And, and knowing where to, to take a stand, but know how to get along with people, know how to work with people. You know, the, the, we used to laugh about it, you know, in kindergarten, they say plays, plays well with others. Well, learn to play well with others because uh, this is theater is very collaborative. And also the theater world is very small. You'd be surprised, you know, the, the people you don't even know who know of you or know what you've done or your reputation and people talk. This is a very, <laughs> now I'm not talking about just Milwaukee, but when it comes to the arts period, oh, people, um, yeah, they, they share information. I'll just put it like that. Good, bad, and ugly. So, so learn how to be um, collegial, learn how to get along and work well with people, be a good collaborator. That's super important. Um, and just tying it back to Milwaukee is very important for us to collaborate on all ends whenever we can. Because like you said, all of the talent is here and has always been here, but we outsource way too much because when we say, hey, we need an artist, we need to be voicing, hey, I know this artist that lives on this block right here that may have never performed before, but they perform every single day in their bedroom. And I hear them and I, they sound great. We need to give them a chance. And we like we really need to like up, amplify those type of like voices. So what you're doing is awesome. Like I said, I'm going to go see Zori's Crown April 27th through 29th, y'all, in Milwaukee at Market Center Wilson Theater. Um, a few more questions for you. One being, what impact do you want or what kind of conversations do you want uh, the musical to spark? I would love for it to spark an interge intergenerational conversation uh, with, uh, with, grandparents all the way down or great grands all the way down to the, to the young ones to talk about this is what I experienced this is what I what I went through and to say yes you are beautiful just like you are you don't you you don't have to enhance it you don't need to cut nothing you don't need to augment anything you are beautiful just as you are but of course we all have our choices you have the right to do what you want to do what you feel is best for you but know that you all you are fine just as you are um, the other thing is culturally to, to talk about our history uh, to to understand also the power of a name that name Uquali the fact that he is he is about truth you know it, it, what we name ourselves you know we talk about in um, Kwanzaa Kuchichakulia self determination to write the right to name yourself uh, this is uh, and to and to understand what that name means that's that's very very important and. Uh, 
to have those those type of conversations, I hope that people also, I hope they walk out singing and dancing and just having fun, just laughing together. I want people walking out, hugging each other and 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 just just caught up in the good feeling that comes. Also, um, through this piece, uh, you know, it it's it's it is a, an adaptation of the Rapunzel story. So there's a tragic thing that happens, but it's how we respond to it. Do we do we fester in that, or do we heal and make another find another way to come out of it victoriously? I'm just gonna leave it at that. With Man, that you, part. You, you, I know you be leaving your students just like oh. <laughs> um, it was stated in a press release joyous black girl magical fairy tale yes yes and truly it's black it's black girl joy and magic because um whenever oh maybe this is my own personal bias but it seems like whenever there's something good or wonderful when sisters get involved we take it to the next level we just do i don't care if it's our we dancing our up. music our food our style everybody want to dress like us everybody want to sing like us so we bring something wonderful when we walk into a room we shift the room we light it up that's it and when though we begin to appreciate that in one another and don't hate on one another, stop criticizing one another and just, just enjoying, uh, enjoying each other. I, hmm. Yes. Enjoy that, each other. That's the, and that's the magic. That's the, that's, that's it. That's, that's the other thing, you know, um, learn that uh, too, that which you think is different. It's not so scary. Approach, listen, learn investigate introduce and stop uh, um, being so negative about one another especially when when someone is um showing their indi- i was gonna say showing their individuality right um, <laughs> i never forget i was at a school working with some young people this is when i was working at first stage and i, I walked into a classroom and one of the the children said miss sherry are those your clothes or is that a costume? And I was like, this is me. This is how I express my creativity. Don't you love it? And though, I guess the way I said it, I guess they say, I better love it. They say, yes, but, <laughs> but they were puzzled at first. But you know what? It's find that who you are and express yourself, express yourself. It's, it's, it's a one, it's very freeing. I'll just put it like that. Cause guess what? I'm not, I'm not tied to fashion and convention. I do my own thing. I express myself. That's, that's real. Cause I, I recently just got over that because I'm not into like fashion like that. I'm really just like a chill girl. But if I dress up, I dress up. I'm not a girl. I'm not, I don't wear heels and I don't wear makeup and there's nothing wrong with that. But I remember I, when I used to go out, um, when I first turned 21 a few years ago and I'd be like, I would notice a difference of like who would talk to me and who would get attention. And I would never, if I was by myself, I would always get attention. They like, we love your Afro. We love like what you wear. But if I was with my friends who were wearing weaves or wearing makeup or had the really tight dress on or whatever, they would always get noticed more. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was just super confident in myself. Like, they beautiful too, but so am I. And I'm cool. And I'm cool with this. And that's when like the look, the outlook on myself changed and the energy that I got to change as well. But it was how I thought of myself. But that was something I had to deal with because, you know, society tells you one thing of how your hair should be, how you should dress. Like with me being a journalist, like they say I don't look like your typical journalist, right? That was like an image I had to fight for a long time. 
And so now, like, I don't care if I'm meeting with the CEO, I can still close this deal wearing this because this is who I am and this is what I'm comfortable in. But if I do want to go put on a dress, I will. Like, that's cool. That's fine. But I'm not going to force myself to be someone I'm not. And I really appreciate you for saying, like, always be yourself. And even if somebody questions you, like, yep, this this is me. Yep, my hair is done. This is exactly Absolutely. <laughs> hey, my hair is done. My hair is done. And you know something? Confidence is beautiful. Confidence is a beautiful thing. That is... What did Sister Maya say, Dr. Maya? When I walk into a room just as cool as I please, the men fall to their knees, right? Confidence. Confidence is is a beautiful, not cockiness, (laughs) not conceit, but confidence. And, um, you know, you you find out for yourself where where you draw that line between being confident and being conceited. But uh, but confidence is so, is so beautiful. You are just so elegant and just, oh my God, you just, I can't wait to meet you in person. Oh. <laughs> I feel the same way about you, Naisha. And I tell you, I, I, I would love for, for my hair to grow uh, be full, like beef and ooh, that would, that, mm, I, I'm working on it. I'll just put it like that because your hair is beautiful. It's Thank beautiful. You. And so is yours. And like I always tell my uh my my I have two grandmas, but my my other grandma, my black grandmother, she she always used to comment on me like your hair is so beautiful. I wish I could do yes. that. And I think my grandma is so beautiful. And I'm like, dude, wear your hair, or if you don't want to wear your hair, whatever you want to do, but stop talking down on yourself. And so now like she she cool with like just wear her hair wherever. If she do yes. want to wear her wig, that's fine too. But I'm like, grandma, you fine, you been fine. And like yeah. and you know that I saw that I heard the dudes that I, I heard, like, yeah, yeah, you good. And so <laughs> just like how we need, just how we need our older women to like the, the older women, the older generation to give us confidence. It's our job to give y'all confidence too, because y'all know back then y'all didn't have the freedoms that we had. So go ahead, wear your hair, however you want. And Love wear it. You want, however you want to, and don't oh. let them tell you different. And no matter how old you are, you could be 90 years old and be like, I'm, I'm tired of wearing perms. Go ahead for it and go and do whatever you want to do. Yes. And- before we um before I end the interview um what how I usually end it when people listen to this podcast what do you want them to get from it that you have the right to express your beauty in the manner that is correct for you express your beauty and also I'm going to say this Please support Black theater. Um, this is uh, the first time around in a very long time that, you know, the, that I'll just say that the cost of the ticket, I, I know I'm looking at right now, I'm looking at, oh, that's this much and this, how, but I'm going to tell you when you purchase that ticket, you are investing in the career of a young thespian or in my case, an older thespian, but you're cre- you're supporting the creatives that have invested their time, their talent, and all that money they spent educating themselves so they could bring you a work that is of the best quality. We always want to, to bring the best quality 
to our people was we are about excellence. So think of it this way. When you purchase a ticket, you are investing not only in this production, but for the future, because, you know, our, our people who are producing and investors, when they see that the community wants it, then we will get more and more of this sort of work. And also it is for the whole family. And I'll say the children's ticket, I think is very, very reasonably priced. You know, $10, 18 and under, come on now. We spend that much going to, to um, Cousin Subs. <laughs> so, so don't go to Cousins one evening and uh, eat dinner at home and come see our, our production, Zuri's Crown. It's it's a fun show, and you invest invest in in the Black theater, really? Bronzeville Arts Ensemble. I'm going to say it, Bronzeville Arts Ensemble. I am the um, producing artistic director and one of the founders, and I love being a part of Black Arts MKE uh, with Barb Wanzo and and her wonderful board is making this happen. So please support us. No, for real. Support them, support Black art, support Black creatives. Um, it's very important. Um, Y'all like going to movies. We like watching series. We like comic books. With all of this stuff, how do you think it gets here? It just not, it just doesn't come out of anywhere. So um, she over here talking about like the prices, whatever they are, just pay them. It's cool. And even if you don't go pay it for it to someone else, like I said, I'll be there as always crown April 27th through the 29th in Milwaukee. And this is the Carving Stone podcast. Remember, in the end, everything will be carved in stone. In the end, everything will be carved in stone.